All right, hello and welcome back to the Sports Beat podcast by the Kansas City Star. I'm Sam McDowell, reporter here with the Star, and joined once again this week uh, by Sporting Kansas City defender Ike Wapara. Uh, Ike, thanks for joining us as always. It's good to be back. Let's do it again. We're going to get into one of the major reasons that, that we started this podcast, just to kind of show what uh, what you, Ike, and and just athletes in general kind of experience, you know, off the field, off the court, what, uh, whatever sort of cliche you want to use, but just outside of the, the way we see you on TV and the stadiums and, and whatnot. And, uh, and that topic today is going to be mental health and, and specifically just kind of sports psychology. Uh, so let's start off with just by why, why is that topic important to you, Ike? Yeah, I just think that, you know, um, you know, everyone, all walks of life, uh, you know, whether you're, you know, an athlete or you're in politics, you're an actor, you know, you're a doctor, whatever it is that you do, you know, mental health is kind of always overlooked. Um, and, and if it's not, you know, to the eye, it's, it's always, you know, people don't understand uh, what other people are going through. Uh, and so uh, it's just one of those topics that I think has a stigma behind it. And, and while society i think is being more open-minded uh to it it's also one of those things that uh, i think people and, and and everyone myself included just need to you know take the time to make sure that you're in a frame of mind before you you know move on to whatever it is uh whether it be occupation or relationships or friendships uh and and i just think that you know um you know getting the voice out there and you know experience and people being open about it. I know it's it's not everyone's share. Uh, everyone, you know, deals with it differently. But I think, you know, when you're able to speak on it and, you know, make it normal uh, and try to normalize it, desensitize kind of the, the shock value that people, you know, experience or, or when they hear about it, uh, it, it starts to become something that, you know, everyone, you know, okay, this is, this is starting to be, you know, things that we can talk about openly and, um, you know, hopefully – everyone has a place or feels that they have a place uh, to, to experience, uh, you know, I guess, freedom mentally. Yeah, it's one of those things that even just five years ago, we, there wasn't much talk about uh, what celebrities and athletes experienced uh, as far as uh, stuff like anxiety, even yeah. depression. Uh, certainly in the NBA is, is mm-hmm. when we've seen a lot of that stuff come out just in the last two years, really. I mean, you had Kevin Love write something for the Players' Tribune. Yep. Uh, DeMar DeRozan's been been big on that. Uh, but we've, we've seen celebrities as well. And then, I mean, heck, this week in, in Kansas City, we had a politician, Jason Kaner, that dropped out of the mayoral, mayoral race and uh, – and he attribute that to, to depression that he's fighting. So um, I, I obviously you mentioned the stigma attached to it. You know, we view sort of celebrities as being a little bit superhuman mm-hmm. and, and maybe above something like that. But it's certainly and like I mentioned at, at the top of this, it's, it's one of the reasons that we started this podcast to show that, you know, mentally and the way you, you think about things is yeah. isn't. Uh, you know, you're not, you're not immune to these sort of things. And, and, and just athletes in general have opinions on, on a lot of these topics that, uh, again, is just we see you guys as athletes, but there's just a lot more behind it. Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, I think one of the, the big stigmas behind it is, you know, if you seek help or you, you know, you're having these feelings, you don't want to be perceived as weak uh, or, you know, and, and that is something that is, uh, A, unfair and uh, B, if, you, if you're not, you know, yourself, how can you expect, you know, 
to, to be successful? How can you expect to be reliable and counted on? And so you, taking care of the self is, is the big is the first big um, you know thing in, in life. And then you know you can be the the brother or, or you know if you're whatever wife, husband, daughter, son, uh, be the best that you can be uh, when you feel your best. And so uh, I think that's uh, one of those key you know just key thoughts is. You, you know, never feeling like you're alone, really. I mean, we experience it and, you know, we want to be superhumans uh, as athletes. But at the same time, you you know that something's not right. And if, if it's not right, how do I get myself better to be, you know, obviously what I want to be off the field. But then, you know, when I'm on the field as well, how, how can I be you know, reliable to my teammates? Yeah, I'm sure that even if you haven't experienced exactly what, what some of these guys that have come out have experienced, you can certainly understand that aspect of it, which is the fact that what, what you know, the guys that we, we've seen come out and it's still just a handful, mm -hmm. it makes you wonder how many more are actually experiencing that. But the barriers that you mentioned are what are probably preventing them from speaking out on it. Oh, absolutely. And, and I've, I've got, and I guess maybe I'm some, some sort of, uh, uh, safe uh, with with secrets, but you know I, I have you know a lot of friends in sports and not in sports that you know seek help and you know they, they tell me about their experiences and uh, it's just it's just one of those things. It, it really doesn't matter who you are or you know what gender, what sex, what ethnicity. Uh, it, it affects everybody and it affects people differently. And so uh, I think that was one of the things that you know as I've gotten older. Uh, it, it really doesn't matter, you know, whatever it is that you perceive someone to do or be. You just never know what anyone's going through. And, and I think we always think it's the people who look down on the dumps or have the look of, you know, maybe sadness or depression. But really, it could be people that you, you interact with every day and you just have no idea. You know, the ones that smile the most, the most talkative. But, yeah. you know, deep down, they really have the, I guess, maybe demons or whatever it may be. Uh, and so uh, I think that was as I, as I you know, have gotten older uh, I've, I've taken you know stories that i've heard and just you know been observant of you know really it's it's anyone and it's really everyone at some some aspect or some point in their life yeah and i've always thought that that was kind of just an interesting way to you know go about everyday life in the sense that everybody's going through something mm -hmm. and you never really know the person that you're conversing with what they're going through but it's just I, I think that it's difficult, but it's maybe something that we all should be cognizant of is, is to, you know, when you're relating with somebody to kind of be aware that there could be something going on right. there. And, and it's just, you know, it, it strikes me as, as ironic. You're wearing a shirt that actually says be a good person. And it's just <laughs> like it's just a good motto to have because there, there could always be something deeper there that, that you're just not aware of. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there are things that, you know, I, I, I've never shared with my with my parents you know, there are things I never share with my best friend. Uh, you know, it's just it, there are things that, you know, you maybe don't feel comfortable sharing. And, and obviously, as they get further away from, you know, the circle, it, it's the less you share. Uh, and, and I think it's uh, it's it's just very interesting because for me, only one person probably truly knows me. And that's my fiance. Mm -hmm. And I mean, she, she knows, you know, everything that, uh, you know, I've. I, I've told her everything that I've wanted to tell her, and you know there are times that you know I still will mention something she's she's never heard of, and you know she asks questions and we go into and we deep dive into it. But yeah, it's it's always interesting because you know as you know I, I'd like to think that you know I have quite a few you know, people in my life and have been there for you know 
maybe even the duration of my life, all of my parents, and they still will never know things about me that, you know, yeah. I have. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I just think that, you know, when you meet people at the same time, you, you don't expect them to, you know, disclose everything in their lives, but you just, like I said, truly don't know what is going on behind, you know, yeah, you know, what's going on in their brain behind closed doors. And we've, we've seen, you know, just, just, Society in general is starting to catch up with with what's going on mm-hmm. mentally with just just with with people, and sports is is kind of been a little bit behind that. But we've seen some progress in the last two years. And uh, there's a statement here that the, the NBA sent out to to all of its players that just said, you know, each of our offices ha- offices has newly enhanced mental wellness programs. We encourage you to use these to manage stress, anxiety, and other challenges. Um, I know that, that you mentioned the MLS kind of has a similar conversation with you guys in the preseason, but that the what, what's interesting about this is it's not just you know the anxiety and depression and the, those various serious illness, mental illnesses, but it's also just for athletes. And this is when we get into sports sports psychology. It, it's sort of just everyday thinking and how an athlete approaches the game that uh, you know really still isn't. Uh, publicized all that often in the right. sense that uh you know there's uh, this this game is uh you know i don't know what the actual percentage breakdown is but a large chunk of it is is mental as well and how yeah. you approach the game mm-hmm. so uh and i know that's something that that you have uh experienced so let's, let's kind of start there with with what you've personally experienced yeah so with you know, i don't know if everyone knows my 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 background and whatnot with you know my career so to speak but you know i think the the first four or first six seasons I dealt with, you know, four season ending surgeries. Um, and so, you know, for me, it was, man, am I, am I doing something wrong? Am I, am I, am I in the, mo- the wrong mental state of uh, mind? Uh, um, you know, is there something that I can be doing better because, you know, this, this tends to be happening. Is it just bad luck? And so I was, I was kind of, at, you know, uh, you know, at a loss a bit and I was looking for, you know, anything that could, you know, possibly help me. You know, that was when I was deciding whether, I was going to continue playing or retire or, you know, figure out what my next steps are in life. And so I was just kind of all over the place. And so, you know, I think when I kind of, you know, started to commit to really trying to make that comeback again, uh, I was like, okay, I want to seek uh, help for, you know, what I can possibly potentially be doing better. Um, And so I went to see a sports psychologist um, and why I felt pretty comfortable going uh, is because I had a couple of friends who had, you know, been to sports psychologists mm-hmm. in their time, and and sports psychologists actually work with teams in certain leagues, and so there some teams believe in it, some teams don't, some people believe in it, some people don't. I kind of went in with like, okay, well, I don't know what uh, is, I don't know what to expect. Yeah, uh, I'm just gonna go into it, and uh, you know, I, when I when I went, I, I kind of uh, had this this thought like it's kind of like college you get into it you get out what you put in sure uh you know if you go to class you you know you take classes you want to take and you really invest yourself it can be very helpful but you know if you skip classes and you want to do whatever you want to do you know your your college experience is a little different um and so i went into it you know i think very very reflective um and really it's it's what what you're willing to share is the the you'll get the best results sure uh the you know the 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 more closed off you are i mean uh, the the less results that that you'll see and and that's that for me was uh you know kind of a big uh you know barrier because you I mean you're going into a room with someone that you've 
know, you've never met, mm-hmm. you know, just complete stranger. And the comments you did earlier, the further away from the circle you are, the less likely you are to disclose. And so you're in the room with someone that you haven't met and you're supposed to, you know, disclose all the information that you can. Right. It's a little hesitant at time. Um, but I think, you know, I, I, I just, you know, relayed the message about, you know, this is what's happened to me in my first six years. You know, we talked about, you know, some more things in soccer, talked about some things out of soccer, but uh, mostly it was in soccer and just is there uh, a mindset that I should be approaching, you know, day to day and really was able to, you know, provide me some some helpful tips um, along the way of, of my comeback, I guess. And just to, just to kind of put a timeline on this, this is after your Achilles injury yeah. in 20. 2015 15, yeah and so you're coming back in 2016 so this yeah. is yeah so that would have been i had surgery april 2015 i probably would you considered you considered potentially not coming back yeah oh yeah um and and i'm not sure I, I can't i'm not clear about you know when i decided to come back and when i started to see him but it was some point in 2015 i think it was the summertime mm-hmm. when i was really able to start walking or, or jogging and i was uh, coming back and i also wanted hit tips for you know as i'm making this comeback what possible things should I be, you know, thinking about what preparation should I be taking mm-hmm. as I'm, you know, making the next steps in my, in my recovery. Um, and then, you know, when I recover, what's the next steps I should be taking to try to, you know, make, give myself the best chance that, you know, uh, a setback or, you know, something else doesn't happen. Uh, and really, uh, I took a couple big things uh, out of that. And, and really, you kind of, uh, you go in with thoughts and ideas and he, he helped articulate, uh, you know, my thoughts. And so it, it was actually, you know, reassurance or, uh, reassuring that, you know, some of the, the ideas that I had were just needed a little bit of tinkering. Yeah. Uh, but you felt like you're on the right track. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I have a pretty strong identity to begin with. Uh, but, you know, I just think that it was, I was able to hone in on a couple of, uh, key key points that you know needed some some you know altering. Hey, it's Blair Kirkhoff, and if you're listening to this, you love Kansas City sports, whether it's the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting, Mizzou, KU, or K State, and no one covers these teams like the Kansas City Star. If you currently subscribe to the paper or have a digital subscription, thank you for your support. And if you don't, here's a great offer. It's called Sports Pass, unlimited digital access to every sports story and video on KansasCity.com. It's just $30 for the first year. It's the best sports value in town, just eight cents a day or $2.50 a month. You can't beat that. Subscribe now at KansasCity.com slash Sports Pass. I, th- I think that when you've experienced, because I, th- I think you've been tested mentally about as about as anybody for specifically in the, in the locker room you're in because of what you've experienced, having to, to, to constantly come back and, and go through that work only to, you know, maybe be on the field for a couple of months like you were before the Achilles injury. But one of the, the, the sort of obvious things that I think would go through, heck, even a fan's mind when, when, they, when they see you heck, grab your ankle or something mm-hmm. during the middle of a play is how do you block out? And, and did you guys talk about this just mentally, you know, the fact that you can't constantly go on the field thinking you might get injured? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, that was obviously the one of the bigger points. And, you know, I think 
whether you think it or not, it's in every athlete's mind. But when, if it's consuming you, you know, that's that's a problem. And so yeah. I think it's just best. Uh, it, it was just, you know, ways to best, you know, uh, you know, think about, you know, the positive more so than the potential negative. Uh, and for me, I, I, what I've taken, um, you know, f- for the most part, you know, be- before that, but mainly, you know, solidified through that was, you know, I'm not scared to fail uh, because, you know, the preparation that I've done, um, you know, I think that I, I've, I have a pretty good, um, you know, view on myself and a pretty good view of um, my surroundings. Um, and so I think for me, failure isn't something that I'm scared of because I, I know that I put in the time, the effort, and I've done all the best that I could. And at the end of the day, if it doesn't work, it's not because of a lack of effort. It's just... But does it take you a while to get to that mindset? Uh, I think, you know, I, I think I've always approached it that way, uh, but I didn't really realize it until, you know, possibly maybe, uh, you know, when I was in those in those meetings. And, um, you know, I, I think that was a, another thing that made me feel at peace was... Uh, at the end of the day, I, I won't look back and have regrets because I know that I've done every single thing that I can to, uh, you know, try to put make put myself in the uh, the best possible position to be successful. And so, you know, I won't I won't look back. You know, the only regrets maybe will be, oh man, I wish I would have had all those nine. Well, currently I'm in nine, year nine, but would have had all those nine nine years. But yeah. uh, in terms of what I've been able to do when I've been active, I, th- yeah, no regrets for me. Um, and you know, I think that's one of those, um, you know, key life, just in general, whether it's sports or not, that I will, you know, take with me regardless. Certainly one of the, one of the things that always interests me about, you know, the, the psychology of sports is how you separate sports from everyday life. And obviously a lot of the things we talk about are the, are the way they blend together, which shows, I think, just how difficult it is to, to compartmentalize mm-hmm. the, the games in, in your life as a professional athlete versus life away from the field. So what what's the process of you know, focusing out here, but, but, you know, trying to get away from it if yeah. at all possible. I, and I do, and I, I like to think that I do a pretty good job of keeping it separate, but I mean, it's kind of like a Venn diagram. I mean, there's yeah, exactly. definitely some overlap. Uh, and I, I'll tell you, the, I, I, I mean, I, I've been playing sports since I was young, sure. And I've been in different clubs and doing different things. And I'm not sure which came first, the chicken or the egg, but you know, I've always had the discipline and the motivation. Uh, and so I think whether that be, you know, outside of life or in soccer is there's definitely some crossover and it's definitely helped me um you know i would say perfect uh some some characteristics of, of my personality and um you know i think that you know when i was you know in the classroom i was a very disciplined student uh and very very hard working and it's kind of the same when i was on the field and so again i don't know which one came first or if that's just always been me but there's definitely always some crossover between the two where, where do you feel like uh, you know that this topic is going in sports? When when we talk about mental health in sports, when we talk about sports psychology, as an athlete yourself, where where do you kind of see the future of this in sports? Yeah, I mean, I think if I think obviously it should be trending upwards, and the more people are talking about it, the the more people, the more exposure that it gets. Sure, and, and I think that's gets key because. You know, I, I saw what Kyrie Irving actually said in the news when he thinks the world is flat or whatever, and yeah. he didn't realize that the impact of what his words would do the, you know, kids. And he's had science teachers come up to him and say, "No, I have to change my whole curriculum to <laughs> tell them that you know the world, whatever." And, that's, and, he, and Kyrie apologized and said, "I didn't really realize that you know my voice had such an impact." And it's like, well, you, I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, I think 
you know, younger kids especially are impressionable and not, not for, you know, not in a bad sense. I mean, they're your kid. You, know, yeah. you don't know what's right or wrong and you're learning. Um, and so, you know, I think there are kids who are out there who ha- probably have anxiety and, and, and these emotions and maybe not know how to express them. And so people, you know, such as, you know, Kevin Love and all the people who, you know, whether they want to be an idol or not, your, 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 your voice means something. And if you're able to make it, you know, have a positive voice, you know, you might be changing, you know, one kid up to, you know, thousands of kids and, and making it, you know, making them feel like, you know, they are, you know, okay, that, that, that it's okay. And yeah. uh, I think that's uh, a, a very positive thing moving forward. How much do you guys talk about the heck, whether it's coaches or just just as players yourselves about just the mental way you approach, you know, your your, your jobs? Yeah, I mean, well, definitely. I think you know, if you, it's kind of under under a pretty big umbrella, you know, um, and it can go from sports psychology to obviously you know, some of the, the you know the the harder, unfortunate uh, feelings such as depression and, and sadness, but then there's the the mentality of, you know, dom- domination, I guess, in a say, like uh-huh. as, a, as a defender, my, my mental, you know, and when I step on the field, my mindset is, okay, I'm going to win my duels, my battles against this forward. Mm-hmm. And that is a, that is a key. That's a big factor. in when you step on the field as a defender to go into it thinking you're going to win every single battle and there's no, ex- there's no, it's not acceptable to lose one uh, mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then obviously goalies are probably a little different forwards are I'm going to finish all of my chances and visualization, I think is big for anyone in sure. sports, visualizing yourself, scoring the goal, visualizing yourself, stopping the goal, visualizing yourself, being successful, winning a trophy. Uh, and I think that's the, that's a pretty big, uh, you know, aspect of, of, you know, sports is visualization and, and, you know, striving for, striving to be who you want to be and visualizing it. It seems like one of the the most difficult aspects just mentally about your job is that defenders are, you know, it's kind of like a referee quality. You only really show up when when something doesn't go well a lot of times. And I I know you've scored a a couple goals over the the past three matches, but somebody scores a goal against you guys and, well, it's got to be the the back line's fault or it's got to be the goalie's fault. So. That that certainly would have to be kind of a, a mental hurdle. You you have to just get used to. It. You just kind of have to accept that it's part of the job. Yeah, I mean that, that and that's always the interesting one. It's always your fault, you know, when it's a goal scored uh, and there's not much glory, you know, specifically, you know, for you know defenders typically, uh, and whether whether or not you know the play broke down well before it got to you, that's that's the that's who people focus in on, right. defenders or goalie, and so it's it's one of those things that. You know, it's it can be tough earlier in your career, but as you get older, you you, you really learn uh, kind of the the opinions, uh, or you you trust you can only trust so many people, and, and obviously the people who are in it with you usually understand a lot more than people who aren't in it with you. You can kind um, of take some solace in that you know that the people that matter. Correct. No. Right, and, and and not that, and then and it's never to you know devalue maybe. A fan's perspective or, or thought because everyone you know it's fine if you want to have an opinion about one thing or the other but at the same time it's okay you know i i, I know I, and i feel assured that i know why this goal happened mm-hmm. i know what i could have done better possibly i know what 10 other people on the field could have done better all right time to move on 
and sure. that's that's the that's the tricky part is you know when you know you make a mistake and maybe it's not even your mistake that you've made how do you rebound from it and that's always the it's always the key in, in sports i mean no matter what sport you're in it's like adversity is coming how are you going to rebound yeah. and it's always all right forget about the the last play it's all about the next play and i tell you what the higher levels you get the the harder it is the the better you are the harder it is i mean mm-hmm. you really look at lebron james and this guy is literally probably the best player on earth yeah people still find ways to criticize him so you're yeah. not going to be able to win right it's just a matter of how confident do you feel about your abilities and how do you how how do you know your teammates feel how do you feel and, and really going from there you know as long as you have the trust of the coaching staff your teammates um and and, and obviously fans are very important in this because there are a lot of positive ones out there uh and then you can carry on and you know learn from your mistakes and, and try to get better and that's that's probably a, a good spot to, to 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 kind of put a bow on this conversation but the the things you just mentioned you just have to have and i, I don't know if mental toughness is the right, right. is the right word and I, I think maybe it's a little bit of the wrong phrase that that we so commonly use because of the fact that you mentioned earlier that it's seen as a, as a sign of weakness when, when you have a mental illness, but it's, it's just shows the, whatever phrase you do want to use that, that's what it sort of requires and just to be a professional athlete, because regardless of what position you play, and we mentioned that, that your position's highlighted even more, but you're going to have people that are just always critiquing and, and right. criticizing. Oh yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, I guess it comes with the territory. Uh, it, it's just a matter of now, how, how do you do you take it personally and if you do use it as a motivation to you know maybe put it down that same person's opinions throughout the next time and say mm-hmm. oh this is what you thought all right next this is what i'm gonna do the next mm-hmm. time but you know i think everyone deals with it differently i deal with it in a way of you know i i, I go home and I, I i'm like i said earlier i'm pretty reflective and i'm able to figure out what needs to be done better and I, listen i know i'm the first guy that knows when i make a mistake like i, I already know that um, and so it's a matter of, you know, I'm more so let myself down. And, um, I think when athletes say that they're the harshest critics, it should be that way. Because if you're not, you're, you're, gonna, you're probably going to struggle a bit with, you know, opinions or, or criticism from people that, you know, you shouldn't have to worry as much about. So, uh, you know, when I'm my hardest critic, uh, then it's, I'm, I'm okay with it. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, thanks like, for joining us once again. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. There's going to be plenty more to come in, in kind of a similar, uh, similar vein. So uh, thanks a lot for listening this week.